Hello again, everybody. This is Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always, Randy Cash over there. Hey! <laughs> How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Good. I am doing good. Did you have a good Valentine's last week? I did. It was Aww. very hearty. It was very hearty. <laughs> You're hilarious. And pink. And pink. Yeah. yeah. Pink and red. Mm-hmm. Valentine's mm-hmm. was fun, too. Was it? Had, I was about it. to ask, but you just didn't give me a chance. You had oh, okay. to just jump right on I'm going to just jump it. on in. I got, so how I got was stuff Galentine's? to do. It was great. I love, love, love getting to just, you know, connect with people and have that, like, one-on-one, but, like, in a group setting, you know, where I'm able to, like, answer questions and kind of help people out. And, you know, I'm always open to doing events like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to just be Galentine's. I sometimes get people go, hey, will you, will you come talk to our group? Yes, absolutely. I will come talk to your group go to my website send me an email we will connect it's all yeah, good let's do it. mm-hmm. i don't even have to be there <laughs> <laughs> well if it's if it's a ladies night you can't be but yeah. hey that could be fun we could do like a like a live interactive podcast people just ask us questions that could be fun see now oh, i'm coming yeah. up with all kinds of ideas you're welcome okay <laughs> <laughs> no so actually See, if you let me get up and do the live thing like that, yeah. th- there's no editing. There's no editing yeah. involved. I just we just get the the, the actual live Randy Cash in, in uh, thought process. Yeah, because when I get the look, I I can't just write down a number and delete what that dumb thing <laughs> was that I said. Right. <laughs> it is funny how sometimes we'll be in the middle of recording and I'll say something and you say something. It's almost like I I must look at you a certain way because you're you like do. we can we can we can cut that out if you want to or like there was one week that you were like. We can just start over if you want. <laughs> and I just kind of laugh because I'm like, I didn't even say anything. I must have just had a look on my face. Yeah, that and I brought up something that I probably shouldn't have brought up. Well, yeah, it's just funny. It just cracks me up because like I'll say something or you'll say something. And then you're like, mm-hmm. hey, we can cut that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, the magic of editing, right? I know you, so... Yeah, no. I know what that look means. I've seen it many, <laughs> many, many times. It's just funny. It's like I don't have to say nothing. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I will, we'll cut that out. Or we'll start over. It's all good. So you want to um, just start over? Yeah. <laughs> not today. Not yet. No, no this, is, this is content. Keep it going. Keep yeah, it right. Going. Um, no, I, um, I, I really yeah. love the fact that we have been on this kind of like relationship communication kick for a bit. Because I feel yeah. like it really is like an issue that everyone deals with at some point, even if you're not having currently a romantic relationship, there are people in your life that you are trying to communicate with, that you struggle to communicate with, that maybe you have some difficulty setting boundaries with, whatever that might be. And I I think it's really an important topic of conversation. So we're just going to keep talking about it because I feel like, you know, why not beat that horse? Because we probably need to. It needs, I was going to say, it needs to be done. Some things just need to be uh, gone over and over I know. and over again. I would agree. Repetition, yeah. help you remember stuff. Yeah, which is why you can um, go back and look at any or this podcast link even on the website and download the Relationship Communication Guide. It's a five-page free guide that you can download that just sort of goes through some best practices for communicating and some ways to improve your communication in all of your relationships. So. Hopefully, people will continue to download it. I'm and getting good free. feedback, so I'm happy about that. And I it's like free. Being, Who does stuff for free? I do stuff for free. Actually, that's one of the exactly. things is that I like being able to provide people content that they can use and then like apply to their life without being like, okay, and now you owe me seven gajillion dollars. Like, yeah, if you want to work with me one on one, or if you want to take part in the workshops that I have going on, you absolutely can sign up for those. But I also want you to feel like you can get some value without having mm-hmm. to, you know go into your your savings account to do so you don't have to just milk 
everybody for every little some things you should just throw out there, well, there for free. Go. So that's it, what I'm doing. It shows genuine uh genuineness genuineness there you go i like it um one thing that's really interesting so a couple weeks back i shared a a really interesting graphic on facebook we're going to talk about it because i wrote my blog on it this week but i'm curious have you ever heard of the four agreements no i have not so it is a really interesting book um that was written by uh uh, Don Miguel Ruiz or Ruiz. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. I wish somebody could tell me that because I'm not sure. But anyways, he wrote this really interesting book that looks at these four agreements that if we can all live by, abide by, um, you know, apply to our lives on a regular daily basis, that the world would be a much better place to live in. So let me go through them and then we'll kind of go back and okay. talk about what they are. Okay, so here are the four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take things personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. I kind of like these four agreements. Likewise. Okay, so let's go through them. I try to apply those. Have you, but you never read this book. You just try to apply no. them. Well, look at you. All right, so when we talk about being impeccable with your word, let's talk yeah, about okay. what that really means, Okay. Are you speaking with integrity? Are you are you coming at the situation with honesty and truth and authenticity? Are you are you actually saying what you mean? Are you meaning what you say? Are you using your words against someone? Are you actually using them to, you know, lift others up? It's kind of that if you don't have anything nice to say, why are you mm-hmm. saying it? Not to say that there's never a time for disagreeing, but, you know, is there really a reason to gossip about somebody or talk about them behind their back or, you know, to, to sort of mm, like bring things of negativity to the situation? And then the idea that I like that he says is that do you use the power of your word in a direction of truth and love in your life? I think that's a really good way to look at it. Like yeah. it sums up being impeccable with your word. Yeah, probably about 28% of the time I do. <laughs> All right, we'll work on raising that percentage. <sighs> no, I do, man. I try to always be straightforward with everybody, man. Yeah, and I, and I think that's probably why you and I get along so well is that I don't have to like wonder like, am I going to, you know, wake up one day and Randy's going to be, you know, upset with me? Or if there's something that I do that upsets him, he would tell me. He's not going to like, you know, hold it in or he's not over there saying one thing and meaning another. He's just kind of authentically being himself. You know, you can ask or say whatever you need to to me. Mm -hmm. Even if I do get hurt or upset, I get over it. Yeah, it's a safe place to do that. Same, you know, I mean, there are times where I think when I was kind of at some of my lowest points and was really struggling just to like do life, there were times where you're like, dude, you got to get this together. Like, you know, and you kind of called me on some stuff. And I'm not saying that that's fun to hear, but you didn't do it with like malicious intent. You didn't do it to hurt my feelings. You were like, all right, I'm I'm trying to help you out because I feel like you're kind of struggling, you know. And as much as that was hard to hear, it was appreciated. And I'm very grateful for it. Likewise. Yeah. So, okay, so that's number one. Moving on. Be impeccable with your word. Okay, number two. This is kind of what I just said. Don't take anything personally. This is a really hard one, though. I feel like yeah. this is this hooks people a lot. Mm-hmm. They they hear something or something is said to them or even just in their general presence or in their general direction, and they take it so, so, so personally. Right. Um, It's that idea that the way we react to a situation is about 99% about our own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So when we have like really strong reactions to something, we can choose to just give into that and react emotionally or 
we can get really curious and go, hmm, wonder what this is reflecting about myself. Wonder what this is trying to teach me. Wonder what this could give me some insight into about myself. If we will allow the ways that we react to things to be a mirror, to reflect back on us things that need to be dealt with, it can be a very powerful experience. However, if all we do is walk around with our feelings exposed in a way that everything that happens we take personally and then we react emotionally to it, we're probably not going to get as much um, value out of those interactions. It's probably yeah. going to be kind of, mm, you know, not like falling flat, not quite connecting. Um, yeah, it's hard to not take things personally sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, dare I say, are we conditioned to take things personally? Yeah. You know, I, growing I up, you know, watching. Of. I guess I'm speaking more from my experience, you know, I guess just watching my... Uh, my parental figures, yeah, some of them uh, phrasing things in such a way that you could almost only you could not you couldn't you help but to, take it personally. Had, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you had yeah you couldn't help it. Yeah, and and I and again, it's one of those interesting things that the other piece of not taking things personally is that sometimes we have to ask ourselves, like, okay, what is it that this is reflecting about that other person? If they're throwing a bunch of venom our way for whatever reason. That's also a reflection of them. You know, it's some kind of a, wow, there is some serious stuff Mm -hmm. going on that is causing them to react to me in such an intense way. And that that's a difficult pill to swallow. I know for a really long time, I, I've always been that person that says, you know, I want everyone to like me. Like, I, I like everyone. I don't really have, like, issues or beefs with people. Like, I right. just, I, I'm a really hard person to upset. It mm-hmm. takes a whole lot to really make me angry. Um, and I don't know. It's like, it's weird for me when someone doesn't like me or, or really reacts negatively to me or has kind of like a, yeah, like standoffish approach. Cause I'm like, what I do? Why, why, right. why don't you like me? What happened? Like, let's be friends, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it is, it's, it's a weird experience, but I did. I spent a lot of my time in kind of like my early adult years, sort of like, you know, 20 to, 30 kind of feeling almost like emotionally reactionary to a lot of things and being like almost like personally hurt when someone didn't like me or didn't want to be my friend or whatever. And now I'm kind of like, you know, I really do try to embody that we all deserve to be with and around people that want to be with and around Mm us. And so if there is a real emotionally charged reaction, maybe we should look at that and go, okay, so, hmm. How can I not take this personally? How can I use this as a reflection to learn and to grow and to say, okay, but if this isn't somebody that is, you know, a good match for me, either romantically or friendship or whatever, that that doesn't mean I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means maybe I haven't found my people yet. And that's okay, too. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little time. Mm Mm-hmm. But if if you're constantly walking around in that I'm taking everything personally, yeah. then it's going to start to feel like your your day kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like it just does. It's like everything that happens causes you to go into like an emotional meltdown or into an internal emotional dialogue of negativity. And that's not that's not serving anything. Yeah, it goes know? back to I don't know what maybe it was the last podcast or earlier on this when you said about when somebody says something to you being mm-hmm. it was last episode about just taking a second to. 
yeah. step back and see where that's coming from. Sure. To you know, understand it. It's not a personal attack necessarily. Right. It's hard to do that sometimes. It is, you know, and, and, and I think that's sort of why I like the four agreements is that it's one of those like work in progress, right? Like it's not asking you to be perfect at these things. It's asking you to just make progress towards them. Okay, so then number three kind of plays off of that one, right? It's don't make assumptions. Um, if, if you're communicating with someone and you think they mean X, Y, and Z, it is a good idea to verify. Hey, mm-hmm. did you mean X, Y, and Z? Because they might have meant P, Q, and T. But you don't know that mm-hmm. if you don't verify. And a lot of times what will happen if we do you know, take something personally, and then we sort of react to it and make an assumption that they meant whatever it is that we're taking negatively, we may now structure our entire relationship with that person off of something that's a faulty assumption. And so it's important to be able to dig into, okay, so what is it that you're communicating? How can you communicate back and forth in a way where both people are being heard and listened to? And that's actually the, the, the whole reason I created the Relationship Communication Guide is to help people learn how to actively listen yes. so that they aren't making assumptions and then reacting to the situation as though that assumption is true. You know, you and I being in the media for as long as we have been, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're having a conversation with somebody, when mm-hmm. they stop for a second to breathe, we jump in just because yeah. it's from, you mm-hmm. know, being in the media. It's really hard. You have to really pay attention when you're actively mm-hmm. listening to somebody. And sometimes you ha- I get this all the time when somebody stops talking, I don't say anything. And I'm just in case, cause I need a second to kind yeah. of gather my thoughts and just wait, mm-hmm. let the person just know that you're listening. Yeah. And they say, what are you doing, man? Would you hear what I said? Yeah. I was just waiting for you to finish talking. I You've was, done that to me yeah, before. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm just waiting, making sure you were done. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I, I know that for, for some people, it's difficult to take that pause, but really, you're going to be a lot better served if you give yourself that pause mm-hmm. to sort of think about it, reflect on it, and then kind of ask yourself, how do I want to respond to this? Rather than just being reactionary, proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. We want to be more in the proactive side of things. And if we walk around always thinking that the world is against us, well, we're going to really feel attacked on a regular yeah. basis. I mean, we are going to take everything personally. We are going to feel like it's us against the world and there, you know, nobody's on my side. And yeah. I really don't believe that that's true. You know, I, I think we all have people that get us, that understand mm-hmm. us. And if you don't have that yet, that doesn't mean it's not possible to find, but it does sometimes take some time and some practice and some Mm. effort to put into sort of loving yourself well so that you can then find those people in your life that are going to get you and connect with you. Yeah. When, like what I was just saying, like at that taking a pause thing too, Mm -hmm. that's a good way to soak in what that person has just said to you, to give you that second that you're talking about there to maybe your reaction might change in two seconds. Immediately your reaction might be, you know, lash out. But if you yeah. wait two seconds, it might be, no, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from there. And yeah. it is a skill set that you you have to practice, you know. It's like oh, yeah. when I'm trying to think of a good lie, that's what I do. Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm just soaking it in. No, mm-hmm. seriously, it, 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 it saved practice. me numerous yeah. confrontations that could have easily been avoided by me just saying, wait a second, dude, this, let me soak this in, what yeah. you're saying. And I have found that I do process sometimes things a, a little more rationally. 
Yeah. And, and and that's good. I think that's an example of, you know, putting this into practice where you're, you're trying to reflect on things in a way that says, what would it be like if I don't make assumptions that everyone is against mm-hmm. me? Or what would it be like if I don't assume the worst? And, I, and I'm really bad about that. I've gotten better. But I, and I don't know exactly where this all originated from. But I used to have this really bad um and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of judging it as really bad. I'm trying to be better about not judging myself. But I'll just say I used to be very reactionary. If someone this was like the kiss of death for me, if someone would go, hey, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. Like you want to talk about make an assumption and put my brain into a very reactionary place that would yep. do it because I would automatically determine uh-huh. that someone's it. mad at me. Something bad is going to happen. And there, there's like. No redeeming value of any kind. It's just the mm. worst ever, right? And you said you've seen it because you have. have. It's like I start to convince myself of all of these things. So mm. what I've had to learn how to do is to pause and go, okay, is the story that I'm telling myself, it, it, first of all, is it true? And do I have any evidence to support that it is true? I'm not saying that bad things never happen. I'm not saying that there aren't you know, instances in life where my worst case scenario fear has happened because that has happened. I think that's happened to everyone. But if I walk around going through life that way, that every time someone says, hey, can we talk for a second, that it's the worst case scenario in life, Mm -hmm. that's going to make me really unhappy. And it was. It was making me very emotionally charged in a way that did not feel good. Yeah, it's when somebody says, listen. (laughs) That's usually my lead into, dude, this isn't going to be fun. Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, I remember you are a a whole lot better of that I've gotten better. I have. I I don't automatically assume that, like, you know, like the chicken little, like the (sighs) sky is falling, you know, like it doesn't, I don't automatically go to that extreme. That doesn't mean that my brain doesn't try to. Like, it still will. Like, I'll have a moment where, like, I'll get an email or I'll get a text from somebody that's says, hey, can we talk or whatever? And my initial kind of response to that is to go, oh, oh no, what is going on? It's bad. It's terrible. If I can just catch it before it rolls down that hill without me, I can bring it back. I can kind of rope it in and go, okay, it could be terrible news. It also could be great news. Yes. Like it could be, it could be neutral. It could be no big deal. And the number of times that I've had people go, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I just wanted to tell you this, this or this. And it's like, oh dude, I'm sorry. Like, you know, not trying to, not trying to freak out and I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to then, you know, like throw my freak out on someone else and make them feel bad for even asking if they can talk. It's just, it's a whole like spirally thing. Yeah. It's, if somebody would have just used one or two different words, I know. hey, do you have a second before I can ask you a question or yeah. something? It's comp- your reaction, the way yeah. you look at it is completely different, but it's those way those words are put together I know. for that phrase, can we yep. talk? I know. Listen. I know. Whatever it is, you know. <laughs> I know. Um, the other one that, that comes up a lot is that people, they're talking about like text-based communication that we've been talking about uh-huh. recently. Um, they don't handle okay like if someone goes okay this this and this and their response back is just okay Mm -hmm. or a thumbs up or the letter k that seems to really like put people in a spirally place too where they're assuming all kinds of things i've literally had people walk in my office and go see they just said okay and i'm like okay Okay. so it could mean nothing it could be like completely benign that's just the way that they respond And yeah, you're right. It could mean that they're upset with you. Like it could mean that, but we don't want to walk around believing that all of our assumptions are completely true. 
because then we're going to, like, again, we're going to just be in that place where mm-hmm. it feels kind of icky all the time. I don't want people to feel icky all the no. time. Language is a funny thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit off course, but it's kind of the same. Go for it. Somebody that I know that I'm really close to would say something like, I had a great time with you tonight. Uh-huh. And I would always say, I still do. Likewise. Yeah. And they would get upset because I didn't phrase it the way they wanted to hear it. Right. I had a good time at the hockey game also or right. whatever it was. Likewise. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you need that, sometimes you get it's something that I do now, like we were saying with the pausing for a second and yeah. thinking, man, you know, I try mm-hmm. to think about how I phrase things to mm-hmm. people a lot more these days. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like we were just saying, people take things, you know, differently. I mm-hmm. asked someone, I'm not going to get into the example. Anyway, it's really hard to yeah. do and you got to be mindful of it. Just that one second mm-hmm. that if you can take it can really make a big difference. We I don't totally just sit here and agree. talk out our butts about nothing. This stuff is hard. It's easy it to is. listen, but you have to actually take that one. It's, sometimes that's all it is. It's just one second stop process. Yes. And that could make all the difference it in the could, world. It could, absolutely. And then the fourth agreement is to always do your best. And I like this because it says a couple of things. First of all, it's that progress, not perfection idea that I'm always talking about where I want right. people to focus on, you know, well, what did you do? Hey, I had a, I had like not the best interaction with someone. Okay, well, what can you learn from that? What can you take away from that? Did you show up in the moment at your best or trying to do your best, even if it fell flat? That doesn't necessarily mean it's a reflection that Mm -hmm. you didn't do your best. It just means that maybe we take that data, we take that evidence of what didn't work fabulously, we turn that into actionable steps so that going forward, you're going to like improve on your best, so Mm -hmm. to speak. But it's a constant process of evolution. Um, It's an interesting experience also to walk around in the world believing that everyone is trying to do their best. Like, I don't think most people wake up in the morning and think, hmm, how can I be mediocre today? Like, that's that's not how the brain works. But sometimes we are judging other people based on our level of best Mm -hmm. rather than looking at it through the lens of what is their level of best. And that that may not look the same. Exactly. And so it's important sometimes to be able to recognize that not only are you trying to do your best, but everyone else is too. And we're all on this journey. Life is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's complicated. We are complicated beings. We have yeah. a lot of complex thinking and, and, you know, like, you know, conflicting emotions and a lot of just, you know, stuff that we're dealing with on a daily basis. I saw a quote once that said, you know, always be kind. You never know what somebody else is going through. Exactly. That's kind of what I mean in terms of the always do your best. And, and this this four agreements, I think that I, I like how it ends with that because it goes, okay, so we're going to be impeccable with our word. We're going to not take things personally. We're going to not make assumptions and we're going to continually work at doing our best. It's like those four things really could be looked at as kind of a life guiding checklist of sorts. Absolutely. And I love checklisty things because then you're able to really look at it and go, okay, how does that apply? Okay, how does this apply? Okay, how does this one apply? And you can kind of take from it what works best for your life. So there you go. That's there the you four go. agreements. All four of them, dog. All four of them. <laughs> Absolutely. And I really do. I like the fact, you know, um, there are some people that go, you know, I, 
I want to invent something new or a new way of interacting. And I think what I'm learning is that we all, all of us in this helping profession, right, we're all trying to help people live their best life in whatever Mm -hmm. ways that we can. And so it's kind of a reinvention of the same ideas. And so, you know, there's a lot of overlap between some of the checklisty things that I've put out there and the four agreements. It doesn't mean that they're conflicting. It's like, what is the tool that's going to work best to get you to your best? That's what I'm trying to do. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Brandy Cash. You're welcome. How Thank you people... for allowing me to hang out with you. I like it. No, I like it. And I like that you'll you'll I like that you'll give me your your like personal examples of how these things show up in your life. Because I feel like people can I understand got. that. Well, I know, right? But I, I think try... it's I think it's important. I try to dumb it down for the people. Oh my goodness, I'm you're just not dumbing for myself. it down. I'm just playing. Um how can the people find you on social medias? At R Cash Comedy on the Instagrams. You do all of your comedies on there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you want to follow along with everything I've got going on, be it my weekly blog, past episodes of the podcast, if you want to download um, the Relationship Communication Guide, if you want to join any of my workshops, just go to lindsaywalden.com. All of the things are there. I'm actually in the process of kind of revamping the website a little bit so it's even more user-friendly and it has even more resources on there for people. So awesome. over the coming weeks, hopefully I'll have that more optimized. But it's all functional now just there's going to be more coming Good. um on social media you can follow me on facebook at Lindsay walden consulting you can find me on instagram at this is Lindsay walden you can find me on pinterest at therapy thoughts and until next week i hope you continue living your best life and we will be back very soon